The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And here it is. It's Giants Week at the Star in Frisco. Bill Jones along with Mickey Spagnola as Everson Walls is on assignment today. He's a Walls. Yes, he is. He's somewhere. <laughs> We're not sure where. But anyway, we've got lots to get to. It's Tuesday here at the Star. It's a day off for the players. But you know what, Mickey? It is Friday elsewhere. Friday. It's Friday in Kansas City and Detroit. Oh, because the NFL season Thursday kicks off game. Thursday night in Kansas City, and if you do the math on that, it's like a it's like a Friday in Kansas City and Detroit. The Lions will be flying to Kansas City uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, we are that close to the to real games in the National Football League, and I can't wait. After we got. A pretty good college kickoff. Good weekend. The weekend. It was a good weekend. Watched a lot of football. Yep. And now the NFL takes off. Watched a little Dion on Saturday, did you? A little Dion or a lot of Dion? <laughs> <laughs> I watched Dion's kid, Shador Sanders, pass for a school record 510 yards. So if you have a quarterback throwing for 510 yards on you, why would you rush him with a three-man front? Oh, okay. Just just <laughs> asking. Where, just asking. That's where we're starting today. I, you know I, what? I asked my TV that, and I didn't get an answer. It, it goes back to when you got the best, the better players on your team, you got a better chance of winning. It was pretty darn good. It was. It was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, TCU put up a great – you know, TCU's depleted as obvious uh, – from the draft, they had more players drafted uh, this year than in previous years, and so it, they can still have a great season there. But um, Sonny Dykes lived by the transfer portal at both SMU and TCU. Well, Dion showed him a thing or two about the transfer portal, didn't he? Well, yeah. <laughs> when you can when you can go to the transfer portal and it's in your own home with the quarterback, it, it helps there. And then you got a Charles Woodson like player on your team, and you've got a running back who looked like Tony Dorsett out there. Yeah, and uh, it, it was – and they kept saying that it was this team played in the national championship game last year. This school played in it. That is not the same team after you just mentioned how many guys they had drafted into the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that was a great way to kick yeah. it off. And no, uh, it was exciting. It just keeps getting better and better because now – um, you know, through the Labor Day weekend, I love summer, but I love football more. <laughs> and uh, and here we go. It, it all gets started uh, with the NFL slate. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, the high school season around here started two weeks ago. They're going to have three games under their belt before uh, the, Cowboys the Cowboys kick it play. off against the Giants on uh, Sunday night. And the college season will be two games deep by the time the Cowboys start. And uh, and. This past Sunday was the last Sunday without the NFL until after Valentine's Day, yeah, basically. you're absolutely right. You know, and I was thinking, well, the Cowboys are going to play a night game to kick off uh, the season, and it's in New York. Well, if anybody watched the U.S. Open tennis 
last night, that's no piece of cake. It may be 100 degrees there, but I've never seen two tennis players cramping up more than I did uh, last night watching Sinner and Zevu. How do you say it? Zevovev? I, I was watching Clemson get beat by Duke. I can't no, I, 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 <laughs> but no, it went on till midnight and they didn't finish till 1.30 really? in the morning. Wow. Um, the uh, the Cowboys should be well prepared if it's going to be hot and right. humid in the Meadowlands on Sunday night because it's that they got that here and it's going to be all week continuing. Well, summer it, continues here, it, but they're Frisco. probably only going to practice one more time outdoors, I would imagine. And then Thursday and Friday they're they're indoor, but they were least outdoors on Monday. There was a practice here, by the way. Everybody's talking about Labor Day and. Everybody's got a holiday. Well, the Cowboys were practicing on Labor Day. And uh, that means you were working on Labor That's Day. That's right. Right. Once again, uh, I didn't have shells on, but they did uh, when they when they worked out on, on Monday. And it, it got a little toasty out there before they finished. So well, they got a little taste of it. Bring us up to speed then while we were laying by the pool on Labor Day. What, <laughs> what happened here at the Star? Uh, so the Cowboys had about an hour, hour and a half practice. Um, we got to watch the first mm, 20 minutes, half hour. Um, you know, they seemed to good pace and everything. Now, one of the things that did happen is Tyler Smith uh, kind of walked off with a little bit of a hamstring irritation, tightness, I think uh, they called it. And uh, Jerry Jones said uh, this morning that they were going to get uh, an MRI for precautionary reasons. Uh, I see where everybody got headlines that he had a going for an MRI. They left out the precautionary part of it. And then Jerry also said that they felt better about uh, his tightness after we assessed it after practice. Uh, not as severe enough that should impact him on Sunday. So um, that's a good thing because the last thing you want to do is uh, once again have to dig dig into your not much depth on the offensive line right off the bat. All right, so we might as well dive into that. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, one position group on this team that might be that looks good on paper that you might have the biggest concerns about uh, holding up for the entire length of a 17-game regular season and then hopefully the playoffs, the offensive line would be at the top of the list. Yeah, and, and, and when you start assessing the Cowboys roster, uh, I think one of your biggest concerns, but I'm guessing the majority of teams in the NFL have the same thing, depth on the offensive line. You just don't have it. Teams don't have it. It's hard to find offensive linemen these days, and if you got five good ones, uh, that's great. You might have a sixth, but getting to seven, eight, and nine sometimes is very, very difficult at that offensive line position. And speaking of the offensive line, the other news that has happened here in the last 48 hours, and especially since we last talked to you last week, Terrence Steele has a five-year contract extension, nearly $87 million, $50 million guaranteed. And what a great story that is for the undrafted right tackle out of Texas Tech, who now is being compensated with the top right tackles in the NFL. Absolutely. And you know what? He played at that level 
uh, I think, the last year for sure until the ACL injuries. And if you think about it, one of the big questions, and this tells you how important Terrence Steele was to this offensive line, the big question was would he be ready to start the season after suffering uh, that torn ACL uh, the first week in December. And he's absolutely uh, ready to go. Uh, and uh, the Cowboys had been wanting to work on that contract. Uh, he was a restricted free agent uh, this year. The Cowboys qualified him at $4.3 million. And I always thought that they would like to start the extension, an extension this year or a new contract this year, and they finally got it done. And the, and the key number there, Bill, you just mentioned it, uh, it, it's the $50 million guaranteed. You know, you can say, well, it's 86 as much as 91 but the guarantee is what is important. So you've got basically $10 million a year guaranteed over the five years. Uh, and that's significant. And what a, what a good story of a guy that was an undrafted uh, rookie free agent in 2020, uh, and he made himself. I think Jerry uh, called it a, a testament uh, to him developing himself over, over the years. And not only developing himself, but getting back ready to play come September 10th. And uh, I mentioned that he's now being compensated like uh, the top right tackles in the league. Lane Johnson's at the at the uh, top of the list. He averages, I think, his contract value is around twenty million dollars a year. But when you look at this past off season and the money that right tackles were getting in free agency, Mike McClinchy, former first round number nine overall pick of San Francisco. Uh, five years ago, he got uh, virtually the same contract that Terrence Steele got with the Denver Broncos. Uh, it was basically a little over $50 million guaranteed. And to put it in that ballpark, okay, McGlinchey comes into the league. He was being paid at the top of what tackles get paid in the league as rookies coming in. Well, Terrence Steele was at the bottom as an undrafted guy. Well, now Terrence Steele has made up ground in a hurry. And especially less than nine months after his knee surgery. Right. And it wasn't just ACL surgery. He had damage to other ligaments. The in whole that knee. alphabet. Yeah. And um, ACL, M MCL. And then I can't. PCL. And I thought even before this contract was signed, when I'd look at what happened over the course of training camp in Oxnard and the preseason, perhaps the most significant thing that happened was that Terrence Steele, well, and Tony Pollard, but Terrence Steele right. was healthy and, and proved it during during all of camp. I mean, don't you think those were the two big question marks going into training right. camp, right? Would those guys be ready? And uh, And they are. And now the Cowboys' right side of that offensive line, it's a pretty expensive right side. <laughs> if you consider well, he, and, he's lining up next Zach to Zach got his money Martin. guaranteed a few weeks ago, and now uh, Terrence yeah, and I has think his guarantee ended up being two years, $36 million right. total, so $18 million a year. Uh, so, yeah, now maybe they can start working on Biotish because people forget he went to the Pro Bowl last year. So the, and his contract is up. And it is. He's in his last year. Everybody talks about, well, CD is next and very well could be. Uh, but, again, uh, everybody goes, well, how does this work out? It's like whoever wants a sign, whoever wants to get it done, they can get it done. They're, they're offering. 
uh, matter of hey, you let's get look what at you this, want. Let's just review real quick yes. what they've done as far as a contract extension since the start of training camp. It started with Trayvon Diggs and uh, his five-year extension. And it continued with Malik Hooker, Hooker, who got the basically the same deal that Donovan Wilson got in the offseason. So they got two of their safeties uh, locked up for the next three years. And then it continues with Zach Martin uh, after his holdout. And they got him taken care of. And now Terrence Steele. And I think what, what you need to consider, it's like, oh, do I have enough money for this, this, and this? The salary cap's going to go up significantly next year when the TV new TV contract money kicks in. It may go up as much as $25, $30 million. So uh, that you get it done now and you're able to start spreading it out, looking uh, towards the future. Uh, you mentioned, you know, they got to get uh, C.D. Lamb done uh, at some point. Dak Prescott's not going to count $60 million against the cap next year, 59 point whatever. Uh, you know, that'll get done. So, uh, yeah. Now it's just a matter of, you know, we talked about, well, what happens, like who's your backup uh, offensive guard uh, on this team? And I I think that, you know, from what I can tell looking at practice uh, yesterday, one of the guys that was working at backup left guard was Awesome Richards, the fifth-round draft choice. Now he's been working tackle guard uh, the other guy that has some experience there is Chuma Adoga. Uh, they've got him as a backup tackle uh, after getting him uh, on the 53-man roster. So um, we'll see where that one goes. You know, as quiet and maybe we didn't make enough of it, they had been working Josh Ball a lot at guard. And was he great? No. But was he serviceable as a backup? Yes. And then he has the what is a hip injury, and uh, they lose him. For and, the season. And for the season. And that, I think, really, uh, really hurts. The other guy uh, as a backup, T.J. Bass, they like him. But, again, he's making a jump, uh, you know, from, was it Oregon? Yes. Yes, Oregon, right? Uh, to the NFL, and he didn't get drafted. So got to keep an eye on that. And then they picked up a guy on the practice squad, a center guard, the Giants let go, Sean Harlow. Uh, and again – And he started three games in Arizona last year. Right. So he's, I think he started uh, eight games of the 33s played in the league. Uh, he was a fourth-round pick of Atlanta at one point. But he's not very big, Bill. 285. That's – 1990 size. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be when he came out of college. Oh, okay. I, I saw another number of six four three oh three. You got him. You got get him. Get him up over three bills. Let's see what and, we got here. Practice squad. Um, they don't have it. On but I've, I've seen I've seen the two eighty five and I've seen the three oh three on him. And but really, when you, when you look at it, if the Cowboys get to that 
point, and he's a practice squad guy, so he could be eligible to be called up week to week if right. they were looking for a more veteran guy early in the season uh, to be that kind of that swing inside guy. Uh, then he could be he could be the guy that they call up. And they also work Brock Hoffman, who, who's kind of the backup center now at guard. And so you got three call ups there, three call ups, you know, and, and you might just kind of see how that all works out. Have because you're going to have to call somebody up to be the backup center, right? Um, so um, that'll be an interesting uh, one to watch. How many times you can use that call up? Because that's what they're doing with C.J. Goodwin also uh, for special teams, knowing he's got three call ups. And you're thinking maybe for week four, a roster spot. And opens. you can do a couple of couple of call ups a week, right? So, so you could be looking at well, for sure you'll have C.J. Goodwin one of the right. call ups, and then you'll and then probably an offensive maybe lineman, Harlow right? because of his experience, but he hadn't been here as long, and right? So, yeah. right. All right, so we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shots. We got so much more to cover when we come back. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Back, back to Mick Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we continue here on Mix Shots on a Tuesday. The team will get back together on Wednesday, and that was is when they will officially start Giants Week. But really, Mickey, they've been working on the Giants for a while now. Yeah, absolutely. Probably somewhat in training camp at, at some point, and you know the coaches uh, have been, so... Uh, yeah, this is nothing new. I don't know that the Giants changed dramatically from 
last year, same quarterback, same running back. Uh, they changed dramatically at tight end with tight Darren end. Waller. Yes. And they've added uh, some others at uh, wide, receiver, wide receiver, including a rookie, Jalen Hyatt, and Paris Campbell, a veteran signed in free agency. Uh, but I mean, we'll get more into the Giants as the uh, week goes on. Anything else that you heard from Jerry on the radio today that uh, that uh, was of interest that we should point out? You know, one of the things, uh, well, one thing he said about Dak Prescott, because, of course, they wanted to know about his contract and can you handle that much against the salary cap. Uh, he said, we expect Dak to be with us a long time. So, once again, we'll reiterate that the Cowboys did not trade for Trey Lance uh, to be a threat to Dak Prescott's uh, going forward with the Cowboys. You did get a chance to see Trey Lance on the practice field yes. uh, since we last convened last Thursday. So they are working uh, with him. Uh, so I saw it on Monday, and I also saw it on Thursday uh, with his kind of three-step drop turn, get your arm up, and throw. So working on some mechanics. Fundamentals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the good thing about him, well, the team was off on Friday, uh, but I saw he was here. So I think he and Scott Tolzien is going to be his next best friend because I think they ever told Scott Colzine, this is your project right here. And Tolzien, of the course, the quarterback's, quarterback's coach, coach. Doug Nussmeyer is with Kellen Moore now with the Chargers. Right. So, uh, And uh, got a chance uh, when the locker room opened uh, on Thursday uh, to just kind of chit-chat with Trey Lance, not like an interview. There was a couple of us there. And I'll tell you what, I'm I just kind of impressed with how he handles himself Oh, uh, boy, he's got a big old bicep, by the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if you watch him throw, I mean, he's got an arm. Now it's just a matter of playing football, as we talked about uh, previously. Um, you know, and for him, getting settled in here, uh, you know, it's, it's all of a sudden you get traded and you zoom here right away. Uh, and I mean zoom on a plane, okay? And... Uh, uh, but I, I just kind of liked his nature and, uh, you know, his thoughts about knowing that he, he needs to play football, that he hasn't played that much. Uh, so I'll be interested to see where this goes from You know, it's here. interesting. Uh, we've talked before about Trey Lance and the uh, – the number of passes he attempted even at North Dakota State, which was in the 300 range uh, in his one-year 16 starts at North Dakota State when they won the national championship. I was looking at Bryce Young. I was watching some of him last night. I had to make my picks on, you know, uh, predictions on who's going to be right. the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP, all that stuff. So I, I just watched Bryce Young in some uh, preseason games. I really like what I see from him as far as his ability to process quickly and so forth, which is a huge factor in making the transition from college to the NFL. But I just looked up his uh, number of games, number of passes he threw in college at the highest level of college football, Alabama. He had 949 pass attempts in two years as a starting quarterback at Alabama, 27 games. And so, I mean, that's three times as many pass attempts. And that's and there's a whole bunch of other 
quarterbacks coming into the league who have upwards of 1,200 pass attempts uh, in their college career. In fact, Dak Prescott is probably up uh, near that level uh, in his three years as a starter at Mississippi State. Uh, you're just behind, and, and Trey Lance came into the league, as we talked about, he was drafted at age 20, he didn't turn 21 until May of that year. And it, it's a lot to ask of him to be able, coming out of that college atmosphere, that college offense, to make the transition to the NFL uh, seamlessly. And, and, I'll, and I'll say it one more time. He only started one year in high school. Uh, he redshirted his first year at North Dakota State, started his second year. Third year was COVID, COVID played one game. And turned pro. And turned pro. And so since high school, now think about this, since high school, he has thrown in competitive games 420 passes. 420. That is not enough. Dak threw 465 his rookie year after starting or playing three years at Mississippi State. At age 23, which is what Trey Lance is now. Right now. So there's a developmental part that has to take place, and I think the Cowboys understand that, and they're willing to, you know, it's it's almost like taking a, a doing a redo on a house, you know, and and you and you're hoping that you can upgrade it and then flip it at the end if that's what it means, or have a backup court quality backup quarterback. Uh, down the line. And I have another preseason prediction right now. That's the last time we'll talk about Trey Lance yes. for a long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or that's the way Jerry wants yeah, it, that's, right? That's, that's the way exactly. he put it out. Uh, one other thing from practice on on, on Monday, uh, kind of a injury update. Uh, Jordan Lewis uh, did practice, but again, they were in shells, helmets and shells. Uh, and my understanding is, you know, he was going to be limited in practice, and he's probably limited uh, the first week or two. And, and again, knowing the Cowboys and how they treat guys uh, coming off uh, injuries like that, he needs to be in pads for a couple weeks before I think they, they put him in a game. Uh, same thing with Donovan Wilson. Uh, he's not quite ready yet. Uh, and again, he probably needs a, a ramp up. He hasn't played, uh, you know, any football since that first padded practice uh, in training camp. So we'll keep an eye on that. Sam Williams, uh, a little bit of a foot injury, toe. Um, that was a question mark. They're, they're going to see where, where that goes. Uh, but my understanding is Adoga, uh, Chuma Adoga, uh, who had missed. Uh, quite a bit of time with the hyperextended knee causing a bone bruise. Uh, should be good to go for uh, at least practice, and then we'll see if he's ready for uh, the season opener. So those are some of the guys that they're keeping an eye on uh, from an injury standpoint. Would you like to know on my uh, little predictions uh, who I selected as the defensive player of the year in the National Football League this year will be? Oh, I think this is going to be a shock. It's, it's the same guy who just tweeted seven minutes ago. I wish the Scooby-Doo gummy snacks go back to original <laughs> 2000 version. This new version don't hit the same. And that would be Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. <laughs> well, he hits the same. Is he, tw- <laughs> is he 23 yet? <laughs> Actually, we share the same birthday, May 26th. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Year's a little different, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. I think. Let's see. Micah, he's 24. He's 24. He? Yeah. But he just turned 24 in May. Yeah, May yeah. 26th. Yeah. Um, a newly minted 24-year-old. <laughs> so the, the, the original 2000 version, that means he was one year old when the Scooby-Doo gummy snacks came out. And um, I guess as a one-year-old, he enjoyed that. He was that. probably eating those. But you like my pick, Micah Parsons? Yeah, that's a good one. Year? That's a good going out on I think he was my there. pick last year, too, but... I do think that, uh, and we've talked about it a lot since the start of training camp, but you just see where Micah is in his career, what he did in the offseason, the way he was coming off the edge in training camp practices. I think he is poised to have a huge year. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about this, but he ruined many uh, offensive practices during training camp because they just couldn't block him. Uh, and uh, you, you hope that wasn't a reflection on the Cowboys' tackle situation because uh, he was he was revved up. Uh, and one thing that I, I did uh, kind of find out is that, you know, I, I, that was the other position I was worried about depth was linebacker after Overshawn got hurt. Uh, they didn't get Jabril Cox back onto the practice squad. What were they going to do there if one of the starters, because they play so much two linebacker and a big safety uh, with Damone Clark and Leighton Vander Esch, you know, what happens if one of those guys get hurt? Well, Micah Parsons is your next linebacker, and I was told that uh, they may use him a little bit more at linebacker this year than they previously have. Now, they're going to they're going to pass rush him. They're going to use him all over the place. But and uh, they were they were thinking that even before the overshown yes, injury, yes, you would imagine, because absolutely. you can't anticipate unless there was an injury or whatever. I mean, you you were preparing overshown in case there was an injury. But if everybody stays healthy, overshown was going to be a special teams guy, and maybe if you figure out change up defense. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. In some sort of sub package as he as he learns the defense. And so the other thing to help the depth at, at linebacker is the big safeties that they kept Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas. Uh, those guys uh, certainly can take uh, some of the pressure off in passing situations. But I'm looking forward to see Micah Parsons all over the defensive formation this year. Did you get a chance to uh, see Noah Igbenigany out on the practice field? Uh, yeah, but they didn't. It wasn't a real, real highly competitive one. Got to listen to him. And he was another guy that talked about, came out at an early age and really didn't understand what it meant to be in the NFL. And he feels like he's matured now. So, again, you know, you were going to cut Kelvin Joseph. They were going to cut him, Noah, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to trip over it. And and so okay, you give a guy a new each guy a new chance in a new atmosphere and, and kind of see how it works out. But they needed another guy with experience on the outside because the only really other corner, um, you know, until they get Lewis back and he's inside, um, would be Eric Scott, the rookie sixth round pick. Nashawn Wright is still um, banged up, um, and and he ended up on on injured reserve, right? Or did he? Yeah, he did. Uh, so they needed another guy on the outside. Okay, wait a second. 
Noah Igbenigany. You talk about how young he was when he came into the league. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone. Now, Tyron is close, I guess. He was drafted, first-round draft pick in 2020. He turned 20 on November 27th of 2019. So his rookie so he was, year. So he was less than 20 and a half years old. And, and Tyron, his birthday's in December. Right. And he was, So this, he's actually younger than Tyron Smith was when he was drafted. And we thought he was young. Right. And so Igbenigany turns 24 in November. He's he's still very young. And so that's another reason why you go ahead and, and take a yeah. take a flyer on him. See what he's, what you got this year. And then uh, he might be a guy you want to re-sign in the offseason. He becomes a free agent. Yeah. And they certainly probably wouldn't, unless he becomes a star, pick up his fifth year but that's a already decision was made. That not, was not made to pick by up the they did. They did. That's right. That's yeah. right. So so basically, it's almost a free look mm-hmm. to to see a guy on on a minimum salary. And they needed and with Nashawn Wright's injury, they needed a guy an outside corner type body. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so, um, you know, and and so Nashawn Wright's going to miss the first. He has to miss the first four games, uh, and then. They've used McQuamu some outside uh, the safety, um, but I think you wanted more of a true cornerback to be able to play that spot. So it's not all about what they think of a guy as putting together your roster at spots where you need guys to fill in. And you did see Anthony Brown. Uh, sign yes, with the Steelers. The Steelers practice squad, Anthony yeah. Brown. And, so. and that gives him an opportunity. Uh, to go there and see how far he's recovered from the Achilles. Um, you know, I, I, the Cowboys were going to keep an eye on him. And they uh, can still keep an eye on him. And they still can, right, but if you I need mean, him. He's, he's still a free agent. He's on yes. the practice squad. But, I mean, you don't even – with a practice squad guy, you don't even have to go through their team. You can just go straight to the player. So if the Cowboys had an injury at cornerback, right. they could go right to Anthony Brown and say, hey, and so it's a really a good thing. This is what I thought of when he signed with Pittsburgh. That's a good thing. As a for the Cowboys to have in their hip pocket that he's working out with a team. Let somebody now. else work them out. Yeah, now, exactly. Right? And then he's he's on your short list if you needed somebody because they know all they need to know exactly. about him. Right. Right. Uh, the other guy that I saw got picked up was uh, the Rams signed Brett Maher. Yeah. After he got released by Denver. Uh, because Will Lutz was available for Sean Payton. Well, the good thing for Brett Maher, the way it looks with the Rams team this year, and especially Cooper Cup uh, has a hamstring issue, I don't think there will be a lot of extra points attempted (laughs) by the Rams this year. All right. That's cruel. (laughs) Continue with more mixed shots. That was a mixed shot right there. (laughs) Maybe Mix got one. I should have come come up with that. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. 
brisket in the smoker, Miller Lite in the cooler, America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Experience the feeling of game day every day at Miller Lighthouse at the Star. Now open just steps from the Tostita Championship Plaza. Miller Lighthouse features a cooler full of grab-and-go beverages and snacks, tailgate games, a recharging lounge, Dallas Cowboys photo op, and complimentary concierge services. For more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com slash Miller Lighthouse. And this is Mix Shots brought to you by Miller Lite. Maybe we should do it at the Miller Lighthouse. Well, that's, that's an idea. I don't know. This is pretty nice. It, it is. We're inside the brand new <laughs> SWBC podcast studio. And by the way, there will be uh, regulars now, noon every weekday. Right. And the Cowboys podcast text line. Yeah, there you go. 817-290-3298. We'll get that operational as well. And the phone line. 888-855-2297. You want to start taking phone calls tomorrow? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We could have taken a phone call from Everson today, but... You know, we might. We might. I might have somebody to help us with the phonage. What do you mean by that? Like, you know... Someone to answer the phone calls? Or the text line, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just stay tuned. Is there an intern? Not not, <laughs> not quite intern, intern-ish. Okay. Uh, but someone trying to Is Rob in. Phillips coming back? Yeah, right? <laughs> Gosh, God bless Rob. All right. Uh, you got your legal pad full of stuff there. So give me something. Give me a mix shot. Give me something. How about, what about this offense? Yep. What do you think needs to happen to qualify being as good or better than they were last year? And I think people forget because of the San Francisco playoff game how good they were offensively last year. Well, obviously, aside from the offensive line staying healthy, right? Brandon Cooks is a huge addition. And I think there is another thing that is going to factor into uh, – because when you look at the San Francisco game last year, once Pollard went down with the injury, what explosive players did they have to go to in right. that game? It was C.D. Lamb, basically. 
That was it? Yeah. And a guy that came off his couch to help him at wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton, Hilton. who hadn't been here very long. And you can actually add Michael Gallup to that addition because he looks like Now, over what he was seven months ago. Um, The the other guy I will add to it is Deuce Vaughn. And Kevontae Turpin you can add to it, too. He's going to be used more, I think, on offense. I mean, he barely had any snaps last year on offense. Deuce Vaughn, I think, is going to – I said this uh, in my little prediction show. I have a prediction that uh, the rookie who will have the top merchandise sales <laughs> in the National Football League this year just might be number 42 for the Dallas Cowboys, Deuce Vaughn. Well, I think what I think Bill, there's a plan for him. Yeah, there is. And I think what Bill's suggesting is this offense – has speed to burn right now because Cooks can run, C.D. can run, Pollard can run, Turpin can run, and Deuce Vaughn can run. And I think that sets a combination there. And there was a day in training camp practice where they went uh, five wide, and I don't even remember if there was a tight end on the field, but they had the three wide receivers. They had Pollard and Deuce on the field at the same time, and I think one of the wide receivers was Turpin. So now, who who are you doubling? Because Cooks is going to be a nightmare for uh, some of these defenses going forward, and that's a lot of speed that this offense hasn't had in quite some time. And I like Jay Ferguson and Peyton Indershot as um, receiving tight ends, too. And and Schoonmaker's coming on. Uh, and watching college football, I saw some this, this one play that got used over and over again where all the motion goes to the right, and they leak out the running back to the left. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like inevitably – the linebackers forgot to cover the running back. Or you get you get the the linebacker isolated on yes. the running back, which works really well when your running back is Dylan Edwards, the yes. freshman for <laughs> for uh, Colorado. You, you think you might have adjusted to that? Like they read it over and over again, right? And then I saw it in other games where all the motion goes to the right and the running back goes to the left, and they forgot about him. Well, and you can really feel it in college. But even now with the NFL, there's only a certain amount of time. And due to the collective bargaining agreement, there's only 11 hours of work time during camp and and during the season. You can't cover everything. So you can you can scheme uh, mismatches. Right. And and think about if that running back going against the grain is Deuce Vaughn and they get him out in the open uh, field or even Tony Pollard. You know, you, you might not see Deuce leak out to the left. Uh, now, th- I think people ha- have more of awareness for Pollard, but not Deuce or Turpin. Uh, I, I just think they've got some guys that c- can create uh, serious mismatches on offense. And you have to remember – um, you know, other than the first game of the year and the last game of the year, uh, this team was awfully good with Dak Prescott at quarterback despite the number of interceptions. Those 10 games after he returned when they averaged 35 points a game, uh, you know, okay, can maybe you don't do that, but it's a different type of offense where 
maybe you consume the ball a little bit more, but you're still scoring points. Would you like an update uh, from the tennis world? Uh, yes. Do we have a match already? Coco finished? Golf? She wins. Advances to her first ever U.S. Open semifinals. She beat... Uh, First American team to reach the semifinals since Serena in 2001, just 19 years old. I forgot who she was playing. And I never knew. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as we, last couple of minutes here of uh, mixed shots, you watch any baseball yesterday? I listened to it. I just, I listened to it outside and i wanted to drown myself rangers have rangers have uh, waited seven years to play meaningful games in september and they've got a very meaningful series going on uh at the ballpark against the houston astros and uh, they had a three nothing lead to start that game Corey seager hits a homer his first at bat hit another home run to give him the lead again in the fourth inning in the bullpen three yeah 13 six loss so that was another question I had for the TV that I didn't get an answer. Why in the hell did they bring in spores? <laughs> Why? He, he's been awful, and they left him in there till he gave up six runs? They're, um, they were t- trying to get by. <laughs> Golly. Here's their problem. Is there, in, in fact, you know, they acquired Araldus Chapman, who's 35 years old, and then they had to use him four out of five days last week. They don't have enough depth in their bullpen. It's like an offensive line that doesn't have enough depth. <laughs> <laughs> and there's leakage all over the place. <laughs> so was... six runs scored. Then they had to keep spores in the game because they didn't want to use – once they fell behind by three or four runs, they, right. weren't, they didn't want to use up any more of their bullpen because well they got Nathan Ivaldi and... coming back tonight to pitch and just like you're trying to ramp up a Jordan Lewis right. or someone coming off an injury Nathan Nivaldi's not going to be able to go more than three or four innings tonight they got to use goes, the bullpen again. if he goes five that's great right so, the same yep. thing happened with but uh, they're sitting there they're a game back and they're only a game a back. game back of the Astros and the Mariners and you got Nathan Nivaldi versus Frumber Valdez tonight and then tomorrow night you got Scherzer versus Verlander. Is it a night? It is a night game yes. on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Well. And if the Rangers lose these two, it's like Scherzer. They won't be mentioned again on mix shots. The last time he pitched, they gave him seven <laughs> innings, right? And that was good, right? Or six, whatever it was. And then the bullpen blew it. If the, if the Rangers lose the next two, they'll be three games out, and it'll feel like it's oh, 13 games out. It's just depressing. <laughs> and, and where they were a month ago, two months ago, it looked like they were going to be runaway winners in the West. It's, uh, you got to have gotta a have, bullpen. Yep. You got to have guys who can throw. Just like in the NFL, you have to have guys who can throw the football. You got to have guys who can throw a baseball. And you got to have an offensive line. All right. So. That does it for this edition of Mixed Shots. We dive into those New York Giants when the Cowboys get back to work on Wednesday. In the meantime, make it a great Tuesday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!